0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Early this week, we heard the news that The Jeremy Carl Show has been pulled from TV screens and suspended indefinitely following the suspected suicide of a guest a week after he recorded an appearance on the show. We don't yet know the detail. What we do know is that it isn't the first time that people who have shared their lives on TV have unravelled under the pressure of perceived public scrutiny. Earlier this year, we lost Love Island's Mike Thalassitis and the year before that, Love Island's Sophie Graddon. So that's why we felt it was time to bring this conversation out into the open and to ask some of the stars of the UK's biggest reality series, how do these shows work? What is the duty of care? Is enough being done to protect contestants? And is it okay for us to be entertained at the expense of sometimes other people's discomfort? So first up today, it's Love Island's Dr Alex George, one of last year's most popular contestants. This real-life A&E doctor also has his own podcast called The Waiting Room. So Alex, thank you so much for coming in today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I can't promise an intelligent conversation, but I'll be open as I can be.
1: Well, there is wine, so there's only so far yeah, we can exactly. go with the intelligence. Yeah.
2: was the biggest shock was the fact that I, I went on the show. I, my phone was taken off me in, from my house in Fulham. I was taken with a chaperone held in like a... Hotel for a week, literally held. hidden away, it's yeah, not even held. held, literally <laughs> held that, and I stayed there for a week, uh, oh, it is good, but I came out with, I went out with a 200 followers, came out with like a million, and obviously I picked up my phone, I was like, what?
1: Also in the studio, made in Chelsea's Alex Mitten, who is an accomplished DJ, and he's been on screen for years now, working the Chelsea beat, in fact, how many years has it been, Alex?
3: Do I have to say? <laughs> no. it's, it's actually nearly eight, I think, now.
1: Oh my goodness.
3: <laughs> I know. Crazy. You, the thing I found the hardest was the expectation of me So sorry, I, I bump into people in the public, right? And they have this presupposed expectation of me. Mm. And I'm yeah. like and I'm like, do I do I play Try that you? character? Do Try I am people? I That's what to I mean, right? that? That's weird, like, or right? Do I just be me anyway?
1: and completing today's lineup, she is Towie Royalty. Although I can't believe it, you haven't been on screen for about five years now. Frankie Essex.
4: Hello. Hello.
1: I felt like
4: I've got to live up to this expectation of being Frankie Essex from Towie, and I've, I'm not really into all that. I just want to be me.
1: You heard what I had to say about reality TV, and I guess, you know, you are all products of this relatively new phenomenon. So I guess in the first instance, I'd just love to know how you ended up being on screen I mean Frankie obviously Joey was already a part of the TOWIE family yeah
4: so Joey was already obviously on TOWIE and I think I was asked but I had like a new little job in the city so I was a bit like no I've got a new job I've got to crack on and then of within like six months Towie just blew up and I thought yes yeah, I'd that <laughs> <laughs> now I need clothes I'm in I want Yeah, I want to <laughs> yeah. so. be mobs. <laughs> yeah I was a baby like, that was ten years ago
1: but suddenly it must have felt Frankie like pennies from heaven yeah you guys were celebrated lauded applauded everybody loved the inner workings of this small pocket of Essex. yeah it was mad and still proud to be a cast member of Towie yeah of course definitely yeah Yeah. Alex, how did did your on-screen debut come about?
3: Well, it was actually kind of a similar story. So I was working just down the road from, from this studio. I just started a new PR job and was trying to sort of do the official route you have a proper job? <clears throat> I had a proper job, as yeah. they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the producers phoned me, and I had an ex-girlfriend from about four or five years ago who was on the show at the time. Uh, do you know what? I, to be honest, I thought it wasn't very cool. That's what I that's what I thought. So yeah, I didn't sorry. do it because I thought I was going to get rinsed by my mates. And that did happen to a degree. But, you know, if they're good mates, they only do it nicely. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I, I originally said no, and then they phoned me back four months later. And by that point, I'd been sat at a desk for, for four months. So I was like, yeah, sweet.
2: I'll change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so on the yeah, 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 I, w- I know it's like real life <laughs> nah fuck that so like how, 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 how bad can the rinsing <laughs> be it's
3: worth it yeah, yeah no
4: exactly can um, I can take it, yeah, it
3: looks glamorous. Yeah. more glamorous than you think though. that's another Well, to, so I said to down. I said to my work, I said look you know can you let me do it and they said yeah okay, sh- as long as it doesn't interrupt too much and I said no look I promise you I'll still work as hard as I can and I'll be there every day first day they were like yeah we need to take you to Barcelona for five days wow. so I phoned my boss and I was like yeah um, can I go to Barcelona and they were like you can, but you're fired. I was like, oh, okay. So that was work. Because over. let's let's
1: also be honest. You, you don't make a lot of money on these shows, right? It's a token payment at best. No, can exactly. you, you remember what you your first paycheck was? And your day rate? Fifty pounds a day
4: if we filmed. Fifty if you filmed. If we filmed, and if you didn't film, you didn't get paid. And how
1: long's the film day? I think
4: we was on call for like six, six weeks. So we had a text message at what between seven o'clock and eleven o'clock at night, saying you've got filming tomorrow, ten a.m. faces. Um, Faces like is a nightclub, Faces by the way. Faces is a nightclub, yeah. so be there at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Couldn't go out Saturday night if you And then so what would a shoot day,
1: in, like you'd be on set from mm. what time
4: to what time? Oh, Sometimes you'd be on set till like about four in the morning. <gasps> For 50 quid? It's different now. You break
1: it down by hour, <laughs> They're right? It's now. probably
2: an illegally low payment. That's more than Love Island.
1: What did you get on Love Island, <coughs> <laughs> Dr Alex?
2: We had a travel expense of £200 a week.
1: But you don't go anywhere, you're just in a villa. Yeah, to be fair, you don't actually go anywhere. We can't go anywhere Yeah.
2: Yeah, we we definitely had a curfew, yeah. Not out Uh, of boundaries.
1: So obviously money is not the driver. No. And, and you must, did you know people in the cast? I'm going to call you Dr. Alex for the purposes of people being able to understand which Alex oh, I'm talking it, to. I so, <laughs> Alex Chelsea. <laughs> Alex Chelsea, Alex Chelsea and Dr. Alex. Alex Chelsea, mm. um, did you know people in the cast where you were kind of on the fringes of that friendship group?
3: Yes, yeah, so I, I knew quite a few of them. Um, I obviously had my ex, my first ever love was on it at the time. Uh, and who, who was
1: that, remember? Uh, a girl called
3: Phoebe, Phoebe Thompson. She you was. Uh, she, was hot. she was pretty annoyed to see me turn up. She didn't so. know. No, she didn't. Did she didn't. You didn't text her? <laughs> it, no, I didn't <laughs> let, I didn't let her know. Were yeah, you surprised
1: yeah. by her reaction? Um, no. 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 Yeah, so it, when it, they bring it. you in to come on the show, do they do and, and Dr. Alex, please do join in. Uh, do they sit down and kind of like do a brain dump on like okay, so what's your life? What's your relationship backstories? Um, so that they can then knit some of that into the I mean, script I get you drunk. and yeah, they f- I remember they filmed it. Like yeah,
4: I remember. Yeah. I suspect yeah.
2: like the uh, Love Island is probably a bit different because it's ultra constructed reality, isn't it? Whereas, like, there was an element you're in, like, the real world, or has been, it was we were like cast to be put in this really controlled space almost like maybe big brother style isn't it you just mm. kind of put in there it's good for every day. Um, oh it's
1: big brother with good weather yeah it's
2: big yeah it's big brother with the good weather but yeah i think it's probably a bit different but they did like dig into everything like your relationships trying to work out what kind of person you are and i think a lot of it's trying to work out how you're going to react in certain situations they know they want certain characters for certain and these are things. chats with
1: producers at this point not psychologists or therapists
2: no but I think it's they are, most shows use as far as as I understand they use psychoanalysts to look at the footage and tapes and interviews to kind of say well yeah this person's probably going to react in certain ways because that contributes to their kind of the kind of build up of who you are I guess isn't it Yeah it, it does yeah.
1: you were both in jobs You'd resisted and went, no, I've got a proper job, and then realised I don't like my proper job. Whereas you, Dr. Alex, had spent seven years qualifying, doing the worst hours known to man to become a doctor, which is something you still love. Why on earth did you want to go on Love Island? It
2: was a difficult one. and That's why when they asked me to come for an interview, I said, look, I don't, I love the show. I think it would be an amazing thing, but I, it, it doesn't really go with what I'm doing. I, I'm happy. Like, I am happy with yeah. what I'm doing. But I, it was funny. I remember the conversation with my consultants. They were just like... It's something so different, like, just take the opportunity to go, just go and see what the interview's like.
1: And did you think twice about it? I nearly
2: pulled out probably a week before. A week before going on the show, I was like, what am I doing?
1: Yeah, it must have been scary. I
2: had so my fear was that I would yeah. lose it, that it would t- I'd do something. I knew I wouldn't, but I was a fear that in some way something would look... And, you, know, you know, the yeah. medical council would go, do you know what, well, you're not coming back? Because yeah. mm. I called them for advice before, and they said, we don't really know what to say to you. This, this, is not ha- this, is this first hasn't time. They this said, happened. this hasn't happened, like, yeah. in this kind of way. Like, or any, like, someone who's built a media profile as doctors have done it in, a, in an organic sense, and I've kind of... Uh, they were like, we don't... We haven't had this before. What, what did your, uh, your family say? They were, like... If it's not going to affect your career, then mm-hmm. it's something that it's just an opportunity you can't really say no to, and I think that's that's what it came down to. Like, will but I regret not doing? it? the thing is, it
1: could have affected your career. I mean, like, you're going on a show where people have had sex. right? Yeah. That's probably not the greatest look no. for a doctor. But then, Mike,
2: like, do you know? Do you know how I was put though? And my consultant said this, and I thought, you know what, what, a, what a perfect way of putting? It. He said, I said to this to him actually in the department, I was chatting to him about, it and he said, look out of that window into the waiting room. All of them are having sex. They're probably doing it. Uh, they were done this morning, doing it tonight. You, you have sex. We all have sex in here. If you got on TV, why does it make? If you do it on TV, why does it make a difference? You are no different to anyone else. Mm. It doesn't matter. And do I was going to do it, would have but s- have taken the same view? I, I think probably would have. They would have had to. Yeah. It's not. It's not something that's unnatural. It's, it's not a, a crime. It's nothing that's wrong. But, but for me, had, I didn't want to.
4: There a girl on was it Love Island, and she, ah, oh, the, she the, was
2: the, that the Miss I'm Miss Britain. Oh she yeah. She lost
4: her title because she
3: had sex on. I think that I was thinking, helpful, too. I, yeah, I think that because was she yeah. because she had sex yeah. on the show. I think she that's so. That's unfa- like I think that's unfair, personally. Which, how when you it? think about it, actually is kind of wrong
2: in a way. You know, as you say, yeah, sex is very disc- natural. And
1: well, it's how we all get here, right? Well, it's, well, yeah,
2: it's such an I important heard. part of like yeah. life and our like our happiness and like when you talk about like, like Maslow's hierarchy of need and stuff like that, it's right on that base of that. But I think it's my what personal thing it? was that I didn't want to, so I made the choice that wasn't going to, and I. I had that as my thing. That I, I was my decision. W- I, I can categorically say I would
1: never have sex on TV ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: I wouldn't that even my kiss.
4: My, my dad watches. I've got a yeah. lot of respect for my
1: dad. You wouldn't even do a kiss. Nah. That must have caused problems, Frankie. Yeah, nah, did the producers would... not
3: kick up a fuss about that? No.
1: Nah. Did you never kiss never Alex? Never Alex I Chelsea? I
3: kissed a couple of times. Did you? The yeah. first time took me so much. I was so scared. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I bet.
1: And these oh, these oh, were with darn. your real life girlfriend. This was.
3: I was dating someone at the time. Yeah. 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 You had
1: a, about three girlfriends on the show that I remember. Uh, one with the one with the name Lettuce.
3: If that she was an ex. Yeah. Oh. That was that, yeah. was, that was that was the Good first. Name. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Phoebe, Phoebe Lettuce Thompson. Uh, Phoebe Lettuce Thompson. And then there was Binky. Obviously it's so lovely. funny. When you're talking
2: about this, we, we're at Mad School, we all absolutely love right. it. Literally, we have like... Brain no, <laughs> numbing. No, but but like, it's a really it was mixed up reality, reality
1: isn't it? it? We've yeah. all watched each other on telly. Okay, so we've established uh, your reality TV creds and, and why you did it. Can I just, before I close this question off, um, did you want to be famous?
2: Personally, no. I just kind of did it for the why not the why not, Alex?
3: I, I personally never ever saw myself, I'm, I'm quite introvert naturally, so anything like that kind of scared the shit out of me. So I, d- I didn't really ever see myself as being famous. And then suddenly overnight, it sort of yeah. happens. It's, you have to adjust quite quickly.
1: And Frankie, you kind of yeah. knew, you'd seen your brother be kind I'd seen of my brother,
4: but I was always, uh, I'm like my brother's mum, so I was always worried about him going on PAs up and down the country for like four hours there, four hours back driving in one night. So I was more like, just want to be there to look after him. Mate. But when I, once I, was in the show, I've got it. I've got how it works and why. So I understood. I'm, not that I'm controlling, but I have to know if everyone's all right and da-da-da. But yeah, I didn't want to be famous, but like you said, it just comes with it and you have to have a thick skin really. Well, listen,
1: I'm going to f- I'm gonna refresh your glasses because we're going to move nicely on to question two, which takes this conversation naturally forward. What was it like being effectively accelerated from zero to hero overnight? And I mean, was it overnight? Was it that instant from the moment you appeared on screen?
3: I mean, I, I imagine for something like Love Island, it probably was, because Love Island was just, oh. it was crazy. It was like a phenomenon. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, Except you
2: wouldn't That's have tasted that until Loved you got it. off the island. That was the biggest shock, was the fact that I, I went on the show. I, my phone was taken off me in, from my house in Fulham. I was taken with a chaperone held in like a hotel for a week, literally held. hidden away. It's yeah, not even held, literally <laughs> held. <laughs> no, no, they were brilliant to be fair, like they were brilliant. Um, looked after you and all that and I stayed there for a week. Um I think it was released on like a Tuesday, so I'd been out there for three or four days that I was in the show. So I was then hidden from going almost out because it was in all the papers, even in Spain apparently. So
3: does it does it release when you've come back? is the show already over before
2: Oh it yeah. Cares. So when, you, when you're when you're there, it's a twenty four hour editing. So literally, yeah, when you do like a day, they edit it overnight. Okay. What, like Big Brother. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. literally yeah. do kind of like so qu- it out so quick, so um, quick. The turnaround is unbelievable. But of course, really. you
3: don't know about all no, these famous nothing. buildings, so nothing. it's like
2: you've got <laughs>
1: no idea what you're coming this home
3: like bomb to. This bomb I is growing. That people. would
2: terrify oh. me. It's good You don't have any access to your phone. They are so strict. So I came out with. But I went in with 200 followers, came out with like a million, and wow. obviously I picked up my phone. I was wow, like, What? Brilliant. And as for me, I was you just... You go straight to your DMs. I'm an introvert. I mean, think I'm very much like, Shut yourself. And I looked at it, I was like, Shit. Because yeah. was, it was four in the morning. I was on the way to the airport. They literally. Go gave, home. Yeah, on the way to. I just in, um after live with Caroline Flat. And the first time I'd been in a room with like more than 40 people because I had a live audience. Just going to the airport. They had like eight security guards for us when we arrived to take us to the plane because of what is going to four in the morning they are going mad there we landed in I think it was Heathrow I can't remember which and they took us out like, a different exit because people were like journalists and all that were going mad and yeah. it was just I was literally and, was was terrible. and I was terrified I was shaking like a yeah. Yeah. Just, I wasn't excited Justin Bieber even. I was shaking <laughs> yeah. I mean it, you yeah. know was, uh, p- but for me it felt like I wasn't I mean I couldn't imagine what it would be like for them but I was literally I remember like shaking like this and they took me straight to Loose Women at this point I had no management no agent I had literally a five minute call on my family and my mates I said to my mates look get Head down to the studio, like, help, what is like, help. On? I hadn't been to bed and they just no. they, yeah, go, pushed us on to Loose Women literally go and have all the Loose <laughs> Women and let them ask you questions.
1: See now yeah. what you're describing there. It's a lot. It's a yeah, lot, it's right? It's a lot. Yeah, it's and, a lot. and I'm, I'm, that, well, I'm my, te- my, chest has tightened <laughs> listening yeah, to that. Yeah, it's like um, anxiety. My question is, you're an intelligent man. Imagine if you weren't. Imagine if you weren't mentally prepared for that. I don't how do you cope, hmm. Alex? How would, how would, uh, how would somebody who isn't mentally strong cope with yeah. that?
2: it's almost like a life swap. Well, I don't think intelligence equates to strength. That's, that's the first thing, but like... No, and that's Fred, yeah, yeah, you, no, you're, you're absolutely but, right, but, um, my bad. And in some ways, like, I actually was incredibly naive. I think I was actually one of the weakest coming out because I looked at it this way. Like, a lot of the people on there already had management. They were models, they were in the media in some way. Loads of them had 70,000 followers and all that. I had no awareness of any of that. I was completely... Not working in a and stuff like. I have no exposure. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to it. So I was actually, in a way, really kind of vulnerable when I came out. I was very lucky, actually, that... The producers came with me to every. The, one of the producers, Lewis, was amazing, and he he took me to meet all different management teams to like That's find so me a good. team. That's really like nice. He literally stayed with me. He took. They said to him, "Look, you just look day after him day, you know. day after day after day after day to meet everyone to sort everything out until he felt like everything was kind of okay." Because I was having like, my my mate set up an inbox. 500 emails a day was coming, in like, "Can you do this? Can you do that?" And I was like, "I don't know what to do with this." Yeah. It's it? Who do you
4: trust like with your with your life and your career, really? Like mm. Who do you trust? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's y- that
1: y- you go into that not knowing that when you come out, A, that's going to be the reaction, and B, you've got no infrastructure to cope with it, mm. let alone the emotional tools to navigate it.
3: Yeah, I always I say, like, you know, an actor trains for years in mm. their profession, or, or a footballer, they train for years, they're almost building <laughs> to, to achieve that <laughs> level of fame, and they're kind of a bit prepared for it, whereas reality TV stars, it's like smack in the face, here it is, deal with it kind of thing. Um, I I was the same. I I didn't have an agent or anything. You didn't? Just like little Bambi just sort of wandering around. And
4: did you, Frankie? I was quite lucky because I had my cousin, Chloe, and she has an agent, so I just went with her. Chloe Sims. Chloe Sims, yeah, yeah, she's my first cousin. So Joey had his agent, Dave, who who he's still with now, and he will be forever, but I went with Chloe, and Chloe kind of took me under her wing. She always has done so it's, it, i was very lucky and protected
1: you know where i i where, where that protected is a great word yeah i was, where is I the was protection. It's pro- process so i know that um since the, the the incredibly sad news about sophie and mike taking their own mm-hmm. lives you know things have really stepped up for example at love island and the, the bosses there are about to overhaul their aftercare policy um and in, in future, producers have said that they will be bespoke training for all future contestants, that they'll be taught how to deal with things like social media, uh, financial management, um, at, you know, after achieving this kind of you know, 500 emails a day asking you what to do because you're suddenly famous. Um, and, and they're on it, um, they say. What was your experience of that as you entered into this, all of you? Were you sat down and screened? Were you seen by psychologists and were you assessed for your mental well-being and to make sure that you could cope with what they knew was yeah, coming Yeah, I, your I way. mean
3: we we had assessments so you have a, a psych test.
1: No, but when they sit you down with and do the psych test, how I mean is it an hour, is it half a day, is it oh God, regular, do that. you see people on had a regular Graham basis? i Graham from
4: Jeremy McCall.
1: Graham okay. does water shows.
4: Oh. Now <laughs> it's like they try and beat, not like they try and get it out of you. It's weird. But Frankie, and I'm spoken. an emotional person, so yeah, I was like <coughs> holding back the tears. I thought if I cry, they mightn't say no. I might get an X. Nah. So I was holding them back. But you do because I because w- I wanted it, and I, want, I did it Like I thought I've done, I've done it now. I've just this one last bit, and I'm on the show.
1: So you would you have at that point concealed maybe some of your vulnerabilities emotionally in order to not not in a way because I spoke about
4: things. I'm quite open how I, how I am. Like I do suffer with depression. Um, and so I'm very open like I lost my mum at a very young age to mm. suicide so I, I openly speak about that and that was quite a big thing on the show for me as well, for the public for other children, for other men and women to, to notice that me and Joey and Chloe as a family had lost someone very close to us all um, but we were still alright and we were still together and it was, it was very, like, I, I still think of this day, like, all three of us so lucky to have had that experience together. Then Chloe's brother come on and now Chloe's little sister's on the show. So it's mad that uh, all our little families come together in a way and it's lovely.
1: But when you sat down and assessed, you and Joey, um, you know, the fact that you had lost your mum to suicide mm. at a really young age. And yeah. Like you said, you've spoken openly about the fact that you suffer with depression, mm. you have anxiety. Yeah. Were they, were they asking you about that were there concerns
4: about well, we that just for see you? yeah we just had someone we had a lady called claire and graham i think it was like once a week we had a phone call so just to talk about but like i said I'm, I'm, I'm so open not that i have to talk about it to anyone because i can talk about it
1: to my friends and family
4: and whatever so i so
1: you felt that there was there was a sufficient level of a duty of care would, would all of yeah. you agree with and that? and if you ever did need to speak to someone, you
4: just th- that Claire was always there. Yeah. It's really helpful,
3: because you, you can feel so isolated. Yeah. Because you've got a million voices on social media saying this and that, and, you know, you don't really know who to speak Mine to. Mine
4: so was more after, though, when I left the show. Really? And was, yeah. that, was that care still there for you? No. Mine was more when I left the show, I was a bit like, oh, what do I do now? Because obviously I still had my little dips and dabs with, like I still do now, but... like what do i do what do i want to do and i was just lost because i was still in this frankie essex tower but i was like i ain't frankie essex how I'm me i'm not a character you've you've still got your your
3: social media trail which says you know
4: she's
1: famous
3: like you you can't really escape how's this one
4: how's that one i'm like yeah they're good but you know it's like how how am i And with the show still asking me i am
1: because you're a product of the show and your fame is a product of the show if you called up the production team and said I'm really struggling and I need support, do you think that would be there for you? Said, oh, I never did. You, do you think? But th- I'm sure you could. Maybe,
4: yeah. Thinking about it, but uh, no, I, I never did. I'm sure,
1: they would never say
4: no. No,
2: th- I don't think they would ever say no. I think you know, for my, and I only talk from my experience. I certainly with Love Island, we had we were, had analysis, we spoke to psychologists, we had 24 hour support on the show. Um, and then the aftercare, in my opinion, for me, has been really good. Um, I've had phone calls in the first few weeks. We had assessments. Um, and actually, I, because of everything that's gone on and like the way it became so intense, the fame, I asked if I could have some therapy to talk through everything. And I asked for an appointment one day. I also said, like, can I see um a counsellor a psychologist whatever and within 24 hours they'd booked an appointment and said you can have as many as you need sessions and i'm and still do having them. I you? oh,
1: yeah. still, I'm still, still have to having have sessions. So and i think good. it's
2: just i think it's important because it is just such a big change and i'm very happy with myself but i am aware that there are that it, there are things that i went through on the show which are quite you know even stuff like you know I laughed but we going on of all the girls being rejected on national tv yeah. is quite, but that's it's quite it's that's the, good. it's probably it's the biggest pying in the history yeah, of british yeah. tv but i mean at the end of the day it, it can impact you. It's important to recognize that and recognize that with, f- like, fame, there's good things. Like, I've got a platform to talk about health and things I'm passionate about. But there's also a bad side. I get trolled a lot. People say horrible things about you. People judge your worth on social media all the time, whatever they believe that to be. So there is there is this yo-yo all the time. Yeah. And I think that is important. I, th- I really do think, and I've said this before, when it comes to reality TV and they talk about, obviously, the sad passing of Mike uh, and Sophie before... Reality TV isn't the cause of that. It's a wider social issue. Yeah. Mental health of is worse course. in this country than it's ever been. Yeah. Social media is an imp- uh, does imp- impact on that. And if you look at it, it's around every ninety seconds someone calls um, the Samaritans I- in crisis. And you know, you look at the, the latest st- statistics show that two in five men and two in five men who would want to have help would never ever ask for it, even if they were suicidal. Uh, that's the thing I think, especially
3: with some of the guys on, on Love Island. You know, it's quite macho, strong men yeah. who. To go and approach and, and say I want to talk to someone is, is, is a reduction of that, and I think they probably didn't do it even though it was it was offered. Social media um, is
2: it, you you're, pro- you're you're trying to show this life of oh I'm having the high life I'm having the yeah. most amazing time ever. Yeah. So if you go and ask for help, you're kind of telling everyone actually I'm having a shit time, yeah. and that's oh, I, I think, think the problem. So
4: but it's like my mum. My mum was was yeah. she embarrassed? That like, it was what 18, 19 years ago. It It was like it was unheard of to be depressed. It was very quiet and kept as one of the things. But now people talk about it every day, like we're talking about here now. It's really it sad.
1: I mean, my concern in 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 all of this, having been through uh, some of this myself, you know, I know what it's like to be well known. I guess, yeah. um, you know. It's not regular, it's not normal to be stopped and asked for your picture, right? Not everybody well, has birthday. that, right? He's like one year, he's but, like, oh. Well it's not even that, it's just that that's <laughs> just not totally how most weird. people live, right? So no. just, just those little things that punctuate your everyday, that's not how most people live. No. And I think you've got to have your head around it to be able to cope with just the fact that you don't have the same day to day existence that possibly everyone else does. Mm. There's huge upside to it, but you just have to know what to do with it. My worry is How somebody who isn't mentally strong or astute or well would cope with this huge change in their life when fame comes flooding over This is the risk. And a
2: part of it, I think, is the people who apply. And I've said this, I've been asked a lot about the applicants of the Sea of Love Island. I said on my own social media, really, really think about why you're going on the show. If you're trying to do it, to be famous and make money and uh, uh, from being famous, I would say that's a really bad reason to do it yeah. because most people that go on Love Island, to be honest, won't make massive amounts of money and they they will necessarily have but this be really like honest. lifestyle. But where do you
1: think they're going on? They don't really think they're going to like meet their wife or husband. Do they? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe, a bit maybe maybe I'm yeah, silly maybe maybe, I'm, something maybe something. I'm maybe I'm
2: yeah maybe I'm a bit naive. Yeah, but I I genuinely I'm went on the show maybe. because I thought. It would be an amazing experience. I'll be away for a few weeks on a holiday, yeah. and I might. I'm single, I might meet a girl. Like, yeah. I I, mean, I didn't you, you think genuinely
1: thought. You yeah, might I didn't. Think, I
2: didn't think that I'd meet someone like oh, I'm going to marry them. But I thought you know I might meet someone I like or whatever. Yeah. And I do you thought, think why that was not?
1: Most people's intentions that ended up. I think up there. a
2: lot of people there that was their intentions more than people probably realize because mm. their screening process is unbelievably intelligent, the psychoanalysts and stuff, they can pick out most people who are there for the wrong reasons. Some so do get through, obviously, but...
1: So in your own experiences, do you think that in in the wake of these tragic losses of lives that, that reality TV's had a bit of an unfair rap, you're saying that you're, you've that been in the trenches of it and you've had the, the relevant screening processes, the support that you need when you need it, when you've asked for it?
4: But like I think when I was, say, like 22 when I was getting interviewed for the show and I went to go and show whatever, I didn't really think about... Obviously now it would be different because it's more spoken about, but when I did it, I didn't think, oh, I'm going to be sad, and I'm gonna, that didn't even pass my mind. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Not until there was like dramas on the show, and then it gets brought home, and then family are arguing, it's all, all behind the back doors. Then you think, oh my God, what is going on here? and then but then it's all right and it's like swept under the carpet but then you leave and it's, it's one of the things you have to like grow a thick skin mm. and put on a brave face but then at home it's a bit like, oh.
1: It must impact your real life I because can't. it <laughs> is, it, it, I know it's constructed but the reality part is it's you, you're not playing a part, you're yeah, playing you, yeah. you are you.
3: That, that's where the lines are so blurred and the, the, the thing I found the hardest was the expectation of me, dis- so I, I bump into people in the public, right? And they have this presupposed expectation of me, mm. and I'm yeah. like, and I'm like, do I do I play Judgy. that character? Do Judgy I be I? That's what I mean. Like, that? that's weird, like, or right? Do I just be me? And you know, because yes, that, that's actually, one of the hardest times oh. is when I'm really hungover, and and you're quite vulnerable in those mm. moments. And, <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> like, you know, I go I, I go into the shop, and and I'm like, oh fuck! If I bump into someone, I've got to be that guy. I can't yeah. I can't be um, yeah, like, oh fuck! I'm hanging. I've got to be like, hey, I'm that smiley, happy guy off, Ch- off made in Chelsea. Like, and after a while, it becomes a little bit stressful to have to do
2: that. Mm. It can so be hard if you're having a really bad day. If it, yeah, ain't yeah, like, oh, oh, got to put I'm makeup really on and do your
4: hair. Yeah, you oh. two don't know you're born. You don't even <laughs> understand <laughs> about having frizzy hair. <laughs> <laughs> the,
3: the, the problem with reality TV is that a lot of the public, they view characters as simply that. They're just characters, so mm. they just fire abuse because they think, oh, they're not, you know, they're like, a, it's like a soap drama. Mm. But actually, it's real people. Yeah. So. But then
1: in their defense, so much of what we see isn't reality because it's constructed. They want you to be sitting in this room us four together and then, oh,
4: so That and so person walks in who you don't like but he's standing behind you and I'm like, oh, no. So it's quite...
1: <laughs> <just> it's <quite laughs> a tense moment. It's really such a tense <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's manipulative,
2: right? You can kind of, if you know that you know, you've got it's like a chemical reaction. You have now got uh, element A and element B. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put them together, you know that nine times out of ten, this is what's going to happen. And I think <laughs> that analogy, is lovely exactly analogy, Doctor Alex. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that's I think that's that's what it is. Like they know if if they put me in, as an introvert in a room with someone who's an extrovert, this this person will dominate the conversation. You know, that's how mm-hmm. I, th- I think they know that.
1: And do you think that's exactly why they do the psychometric tests at the beginning to understand yeah. what you're kind of. Your reactions yeah, will be what your what, what your so hot okay. spots are. That when
3: I, I was going through a particularly bad patch where I cheated on an ex girlfriend like numerous times, and there was all this shit going on, and it was it, it was must have been really it, difficult was, difficult it was it be. was a hard it was a hard time for sure. Oh, it so. gave me you know, such a thick skin, situation. such did a it, thick did skin. Did it
1: deter you from ever cheating again? <laughs> yeah, it, it
3: was it was it really did. You know, it put everything on such a wide scale, and and mm. it made me realise how. I suppose
1: you grew up though a
4: bit. It was it was it was a real
3: it was a real hardcore way to grow up. It was like you know. Can't do this. This is not. This is what happens. Look at the upset you cause. Yeah. I've got to say, I uh, feel so, it so it lucky that fate? I was on the show. Yeah, I didn't have to do that. How yeah.
4: You watch that it, it back. Hurting, uh, yeah, yeah. People, it puts it on a projector.
3: Emotion, essentially,
1: yeah. Um. Do you think that that being reality TV stars has impacted your mental health? Yeah. So that is, yeah. Uh, yeah. But every job has its ups and its downs. Oh yeah. Like I've
4: I've worked in many jobs. Like I've worked in office. I've worked in and retail, and obviously in work you do, but it is different every time. And probably really, Tawie, you had that helping. You had like it was like a mini family, mm. so you all supported each other. Whereas in other ways, like in retail and salons, bitchy. Really, so, yeah. that's
1: interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> so actually, you don't think it's been any, so you, so any more detrimental to your mental well-being than any other professional gig you've taken on in your no. your life. No. What about you alex
3: I, I guess it's quite hard to say without having lived a different life but um how long did you have a normal job for uh it wasn't that long actually it was about a year right so but so i've done a lot of lots, huge comparison I, I did lots of jobs before i actually stacked shelves in sainsbury's on the night two, two very um, different lives um i just never expected myself to end up doing tv it was it was never something <clears> i perceived myself as i said i'm an introvert and something like that you know it scared the shit out of me, but what's been great from doing it is it's actually made me open up, and I'm a bit more confident, and I can I can get out of it and I do mm. shit that I would have I would have you know I would have freaked out, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do that sort mm. of stuff.
1: So it's not been negative.
3: It has it it hasn't been negative. I don't have any regrets. Um, no. that so I, I, I went. You're more
4: confident as well. I can say the same. Much more confident. I remember when I was at school and I would stand up in assembly and talk. And no so I cry. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
1: confidence. Because wow. I, I think the way reality is reported is black and white. It's either good or evil, and no. there's no middle ground. And I think no. there's middle ground in every scenario no. to in to life, right?
2: I, I I always believe that um, whenever there's an up, there's a down. I, I believe in like, if there's a positive deflection, there's there's the opposite. So. When, when there's good things happening there are going to be bad things as well but that affects everyone in every demographic society and that's why mental health doesn't actually distinguish It's
1: really interesting to hear and yet I'm sat here with you two you two boys, the Alex's have both said in this conversation that you've asked for help during your time in the public eye and it's great that you feel that you can just say that and share that but you've obviously felt that you needed it so what can I ask yeah. and, and tell me if I'm pushing to... Um, too much here, but what was it that you needed to better understand that you needed professional guidance on?
3: Um so I, I've been in twice to see somebody, and the first time was uh relationship um and, and the stuff that I discussed. Uh, I, I was finding it very difficult to understand how I was acting the way I was and trying to deal with uh the fact I was lying on TV and, and, yeah. and trying to because you, you sort of get you know you're almost pigeonholed and you're stuck and you, you've, you've lied on TV and then you can't escape that lie yeah. so you're like I've got to carry on lying um, so that was quite hard to deal with and then that's a
1: nightmare actually Ellie. It's no you're saying that
3: because um, in my mind I was I, I was at this crossroads it was like right either lie and try and get away with it and there's a small chance that I might or admit to this you know horrific thing that I've been doing and everyone hate me so I did the cowards thing I was like right let's take that you know 2% chance because obviously it obviously <laughs> didn't work um, <laughs> and I ended up looking even worse but you know it's just you know, life lesson really. Mm. Um, and then the second time was uh, my mum uh, felt ill, so it was I, I was finding that quite difficult to.
1: But with with to deal um, with. I and totally understand um, that, and I'm very sorry to hear about your mum. That uh, thank you, no, appreciate it,
3: appreciate it. And and that goes back actually. to my mum mum's funeral was recently, um I would have never ever had the confidence to stand up and and speak in front of mm. people like that. And from having done reality TV and, really? and, and standing up, I, w- I was actually given the gumption and. And I was able to do it, and yeah. I, I don't think I would have. It's like
4: you do yourself proud, I suppose, and you're just like, "I." Oh, it felt
3: really nice to be that. able to. That's amazing. To it's
1: interesting you've both said that, both Frankie and Alex. And did you find that that really helped in that moment?
3: It felt, it felt really nice to be able to speak and just get that emotion out. Do you know what I mean? Cause
1: and speak I, on her behalf.
3: Uh, exactly. I just wanted to be able to proclaim how much I, I loved her, you know, and 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 try and express that as much as possible. But I, I really don't think I would have been able to stand up if i hadn't done you know tv and right. stuff um,
1: and you did it beautifully on instagram as well by the way what <laughs> you wrote was thank l- you was just yeah. lovely well i defy anyone to read it with a dry eye yeah
2: yeah, yeah. it's a very brave thing to do isn't it yeah. sound and speak and we can write something so personal so yeah yeah amazing
1: so it's interesting that you're, you're all sharing things that you've gained from this process mm. that people wouldn't necessarily acknowledge confidence self-belief self-confidence You know, that's stuff that maybe wasn't there before. Do you think the reality process is given as much as it's taken?
2: It's weird because you talk, uh, for me, uh, actually, the reason I I went for therapy is because it took away a lot of confidence I had because I in a very animalistic way, I was put on in front of all these people, and pretty much most of the girls had no interest in me on the show. So I came yeah, well, off it, it obviously completely that, like I
1: mean, like, obviously they just well. don't know a stake when they're trying to look for a handout.
2: That's but I mean, I just I didn't have that. I think so. I came off being like, oh my gosh, like I didn't really, I'd lost myself a little bit. So that's why I, I had trying. Like, like, I suppose you add a bit of well, a confidence. Not well, it was, like massively. I mean, it was mm. it was. I'd honestly, it was probably the worst moments of my life walking out in front of a like, because I knew. Because you know, you're very well aware, this has gone out to a lot of people my family, friends watching, all of them knew, because I was an introvert, that the worst thing that could happen, because I'm not someone who goes up to girls and bars and stuff like that, so I was literally the worst thing for me to happen would be completely like i have that. Uh, and probably it was the worst to the a situation. Don't worry about and you. I literally, like, Move my that. heart. Was literally in the core of the earth. I was literally plummeted. No, I was like, right. Oh my god! And it was the worst. Probably the worst week of my life. That first week, I can honestly say that. Um, in the in oh, in the island, oh it was horrific. Yeah, oh. I mean, I was like, yeah, I was devastated because Why it was because I felt ashamed and embarrassed. I felt to. No I felt to embarrassed. embarrassed.
4: It's like you want your mates or oh, well, yeah, you want to check in with no your one. friends yeah. and someone yeah. go they're, they're lost. They're yeah. Lost. yeah. yeah, yeah. And you or have to I just go on with it. You have to pick it.
2: up and you expect to kind of like get on with it yeah, kind of thing. And I think sad. that's for me why I needed to kind of have that. And also okay. added on to that, I guess, was the kind of dealing with the, the social media. The social media for me caused or has caused me a lot of angst. Now I'm kind of much more like whatever. And
1: do you know what? I think it's hard for people to understand how overwhelming that can be when suddenly you walk into a scenario with 200 people following you and you walk out of it with a million followers and people yeah, feeling bad. that they have a right to say... Whatever they pretty much like to you, mm. that does have an impact mm. on how you how you see yourself, mm. right? It's got to. Yeah. Oh, my, it, my, it must. It must do. I've never had that experience. Mm. You've had to stand up to yourself with some trolls. Oh, you've, yeah. You've, I've I've seen you screenshot and post trolls yeah. and call them out. Which, by yeah. the way. I uh, applaud. has got to be done like. yeah, you know, there's one that sometimes says, just said the wrong thing. <laughs> I'm like, right Because
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, don't like I don't often do it, but like sometimes you are just like, and you just got to take them out. And you're just like, right, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Imagine, just, imagine if he was just was
4: you and that F- yeah. happened. Would be that mates like, Oh my god, tweeting out. Yeah. yeah for doing. me, it's been. But I had a few
3: drinks. You're just like right, right. Next morning, I'm like, Oopsies. Um,
1: are you ready for one last question and one last glass of wine? So ready. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our final question. I want to talk about whether or not you think there is a hangover to reality television life after the show. Alex, you're still very much a part of Made in Chelsea. Mm. But Frankie and Dr Alex, you've stepped away from the shows that made you. What's life like when you try to return to some semblance of normality? Well,
4: mine was quite hard, I'll admit. Like I just didn't know where I wanted to go really. Like I was still, like I said before, in the limelight, a lot about my weight, a lot of big things, I don't know wh- why, where it all come from? But just that like, she's big, she's too skinny, she's too big. It was just that like, whoa, like, and I didn't know whether I was coming or going. I still had the up but I didn't really want it. I wanted it to do me and be me. Do you know what I mean? Like I said before. But did you even know who you were no, by the end of still it? Still didn't. Even, and then I was doing the skin and the beauty, and now finally, I'm calm.
1: You've retrained. Yeah. You've been. And I love it. I sh- you've qualified as a, as a, as a therapist. Yeah therapist now. You have a business that you run. Yeah, and I love it. But did it take a long time to get to that? Did you find that there was a hangover, that loss of identity, who am I without the
4: show? definitely. Mm. 100%. I still knew I was, but I I wanted to do me and have my own be Frankie. Like I love chatting to to all my clients and I always did years and years ago before Towie was around doing hairdressing so I knew I wanted something out of it but but when I finished Towie, I felt like can I really go back? Can I go back to being a hairdresser? Like, would that be embarrassing? Why would it be? Would people take me seriously as a hairdresser? Would people take me seriously as a skin Because I felt, I felt like I've got to live up to this expectation of being Frankie Essex from TOWIE a celebrity. Yeah, and I've, I'm not really into all that. I just want to be me. I, I could have gone that route of the Instagram, Instagram, but I'm not that person. I'm really not. I'm just. Me.
1: Well you you're talking and about? And I like helping other.
4: Yeah, and I like helping other people and making people feel good, and that's just who I am, you know. And I found the way of doing it through my, f- through, being a skin therapist because I'm a therapist, and that's I like helping people.
1: How long has it taken you to get back to a happy place, having left the show, where you feel good about who you are? Probably you the last two
4: years, I'd say. I've kind of.
1: So it's like a three-year transition. Yeah. So, w- if you had your time again, Frankie,
4: mm. would you do it all over again? Yeah, I would. No, regrets. I've I've met so many people. I've been like all over. The, I've like I've when I with the money I got when I was young, I travelled. I'm so lucky because to say I travelled the world. Like I've been Thailand three times. I've been all over the place. Met so many people. I've got so many friends. Like it's it's amazing. And I wouldn't really be able to do that with with the show because I don't know where I'd been without that show.
1: Yeah, it's nice to hear. Yeah,
2: it's I nice like that as well. I think on the whole, I, would, I wouldn't I would change it. I think I've been very fortunate. i also yeah. got to do amazing things, go to things I've never been like, able to of. do. Like, yeah, yeah. Ask, like, I love cars. I've mean, asked to go and do like car days that I wouldn't ever have got to or go and yeah, just do different things I'd never have the chance to. And also, obviously, it's going to be a platform to do all the stuff I enjoy with the health stuff. But well, you're
1: also so. back as a doctor.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which, I, which was initially... I was quite scared about going back because I was like how is this going to be but actually I walked back into the department everyone's like kind of a bit of a nice happy back and all that all the doctors I've worked with and because I work in resus most of the patients aren't in a maybe place that they're going to be asking for pictures The priorities are slightly different mm-hmm. um, and I, be, I was able to recess crack is, on resus yeah so it's, it's where the sickest patients are so yeah. you're kind of really unwell patients and I just got to crack on and so from um, reality TV to real life. Well, I think it, do you know what? The reality it, to research, it, it <laughs> exactly. that should be your place. It's back to <laughs> what you know, it's like your like The your thing comp- that scares
3: me is just hearing you say, like, as a young kid I wanted to be a doctor, the problem is now, because of reality TV and we project this aspirational life, you've got all these young 13-year-old kids who go, I don't want to study, I want to be a reality mm-hmm. star. Yes. And I would said before we started, there was more applications for Love Island than Oxford and Cambridge or something like that. That's a huge um, mistake.
2: That is a big mistake. That's a fear. I think that, either, like I said, applying because, you know, so many people will try and do these things. Like you say, if you fall short, it's a crushing thing. And actually, if that's what you've aspired to, you always want to have what, you know, something that you, you're passionate about, you go to. And I think that's more that's the important thing. If you go on the show, I think you should always, if you're going to apply to Love Island, you've got to be able to go, do you know what? If this all goes wrong. Am I able to? And Am I happy to go back to what I was doing before? If it's no to either of those questions, you absolutely should not go on the show. That's Good my advice. opinion. Good, good advice, Doctor.
1: <laughs> thank you all so much. How, how have you, you found yeah. this conversation, reflecting on your choice to <laughs> to, to, to enter in into, into reality? It's, it's
3: been some sort of low-key therapy, yeah. yeah. yeah like. Low-key <laughs> therapy. Yeah. Oh.
1: I love that. Um, thank you so much. You are lovely people. I've really enjoyed your company, thank and you. I've really thank enjoyed you. this Andrew, conversation. Andrew, Andrew. And I think yeah, the kind you. of the takeaway from it is that, you know, I'd, I read about the passing of Mike and Sophie, and I thought, God, the... Has this, as a as a TV landscape, gone too far? Has this phenomenon gone too far? And and talking to you, it's put real balance back into the conversation. It's lovely to hear that you're getting the help and the support that you needed on your shows from the people that are in charge of them. Um, I would expect nothing less, and I'm glad that that's help there. Is out there. Help is out help. there. And if you are struggling with mental health issues and you want to talk to somebody for confidential support here in the UK, you can always call the Samaritans on 116 123. Or visit their local branch. All details are on their website. That's samaritans.org. If you would like to get in touch with us, as always, we love hearing from you. You know our address. It's time at yahoo.com. We are whitewineqt on Twitter. Or you can drop a message to me. I'm Kate Thornton on Instagram. This program has been produced by me, Kate Thornton, with Caitlin Mercer for Yahoo UK. And as always, our music is provided from Andy Bell. He has new material out now with Ride. And, of course, his back catalogue with Oasis